Welcome to the In the Little Things podcast. If you feel that you might be missing out in the little things in life, things like joy, peace, purpose, and hope, well, it can be that distraction and busyness has gotten in the way. Hi, we are Jennifer Alhodge and Annabelle Arden, and we have created this podcast with you in mind. So often we miss out on the blessings that were meant for us. So let us encourage you as we journey together to pivot closer to God and see all the blessings he has for us. Take a deep breath, sit back, and God's got you covered, even in the little things. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Annabelle. God has been so faithful to us to carry us through 2020 and into 2021 and we're starting to see a lot of changes, which is so great, you know, that people are feeling um, better. A lot of people are getting vaccinated and um, feeling more confident about going out and businesses yeah. are opening. And there's just like a little bit more uh, normalcy, normalcy yeah. <laughs> that yep. we all want. And need. Right. But one thing that we can see, um, some of us, you know, suffered more than others throughout the quarantine or we've lost loved ones or, mm-hmm. or something or like jobs. that. And, but or jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Big changes to life. And yet one thing we've seen throughout it all is that God carries us. He He yeah. cares about us and he has been faithful the whole time. In the storm, he likes to come alongside us and let us know he's there to walk us through. Mm-hmm. Um, so Annabelle comes to us with a really cool analogy of really understanding how God, um, he knows us. He knows where we are. We're not hidden from him. There's nothing that we really can do to hide. So uh, why don't you fill us in on that? Yeah, I um, I have a story from my youth that as I was reading the Word of God and just contemplating, how does this apply to me? That's how I read, and that's kind of how I try to put myself into the stories that I'm reading, and I and I analyze because that's my brain, <laughs> right? Um, to say, okay, well, that's all good and dandy for this person. I'm never going to be in a lion's den. So why am I reading about a lion's den? And But I try to put myself into that storybook to see where God is and how, who God is mm-hmm. in that in that moment. And a lot of times God uses metaphors. He uses parables. He uses anything he can get on uh, as a tool to communicate sure. with us. And it th- this one passage I was reading just brought me to the story um and it was the the the, the story of um when Jesus was eight, uh, 12 years old and they go to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and Mary and Joseph lose him yeah like every parents how, worst nightmare yeah, <laughs> and parents were spot- 3 days later they find him at the temple mm-hmm. and i'm thinking i don't think i could last 3 days Right. Having right. lost our, my son, I, there's no way I would even leave and go back home. I mean, how, how could they not know that Jesus was with them? And I kept thinking, wow, you know, has there ever been a time in which I got lost? And that was me putting myself into the story. And my mom was very overprotective. I mean, really overprotective. If she did not see me next to her, like pretty much like, at her hip. At her hip. Yeah. She would yell at me. If I even stepped away, she would be like, where are you going? You need to uh-huh. stay with me. I don't want you getting lost. And I didn't understand it as a child. You never do. Of course. But my brothers, she didn't do that to my brothers. And I could never, and that was one of the arguments I had with my dad is like, why is she always 
yelling at me, but she never says anything to my brothers. And we one day we were um, at a mall, it, you know, huge mall. Mm-hmm. And my older brother, not the oldest, but the middle child, he had a tendency to hide all the time. He was young and he liked to play hide and seek. Mm-hmm. He was like Marky's age. Okay. And he loved Six, seven, playing, eight years old. Yeah. And he loved playing hide and seek everywhere we go. And this one day he played hide and seek and we were in the middle of Macy's. My mom and I were looking for like an Easter dress or some type of dress for sure. church or something. Which and, is so wonderful. Boys love looking for dresses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, my brother, he had little, little army men that he would okay. play with and all the time. And um, he decided, I'm going to go hide and see if they could find me. Ugh. And so he went and hid in, you know, those circular clothing, clothing racks. racks. Oh, my kids hide in those sometimes. Yes, he, and I'm like, no, come out. <laughs> he sat right in the middle. With his little army guys and just waited till somebody came and looked for him. Well, wow. we searched for him, I think, for three or four hours. My mom Oh, my mom goodness. Was, what? Yeah, because we, he never said a word or never in my boat. How could he sit there for three or four hours? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Well, my, he, he kind of has one of those tendencies that, okay. that, you know, he's, he, you know, he, he could sit anywhere and totally oblivious to everything. But. We looked and looked and got security and staff. Everyone was looking all over. And my oldest brother, who was the complete opposite, he would run all over the place and chaos. And and he um, called out and and said, I'm here, I'm here, come look for me. I'm playing hide and seek. And my oldest brother found him um, in the clothes rack. And I thought to myself, you know, that is um, often what we do as children of God and it brought me back to a different story in the Bible which was the story of Adam and Eve in the garden right after the fall they hide themselves oh right because they didn't want to be seen naked exactly and I the the two stories in my mind kind of came together in that oftentimes we think God has hidden himself from us. We think, oh, God's not in my life. God, it's, I can't feel God. I don't know where God is. Where is God when I need him? That kind of, of, of mm-hmm. thought. And oftentimes, if you look in the Bible, God's still there. He's still absolute. He's still on his throne. We're the He's ones hiding. Never once hiding yeah. from us. It's us that hide right. ourselves from him. Right. Um, you know, I feel like this reminds me of when I was... Very new to homeschooling. I had never planned on homeschooling. I thought they were the weird people. (laughs) And I was not, and and honestly, um, it was just not on my radar. And two weeks before kindergarten is when I felt the call to homeschool. And it came as a complete shock to me. Um, But I did it. You know, and kindergarten, it's not rough. It's not too rough. But it, it, it did add something to my day because I also had, I still also had my um, three-year-old daughter and my newborn baby who was still nursing as I began homeschooling Ethan. And so it did add something that, um, and, and I was very new. I had a lot of, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I didn't really need to put, um, at that point. But the point is when I began homeschooling, I started to become frustrated with myself because 24 seven, I was now confronted with my own character flaws, Mm, right? Things that Things I that didn't, were hidden. Right. Yes. Things I didn't realize were necessarily uh, flaws in my life. Suddenly I realized, oh, 
I kind of lack patience. Oh, oh yeah, that's I, a big um, one for me. Right, like, yeah. oh, I, um, you know, I guess that I am not as this, or I struggle with that, and mm-hmm. and I started to get down on myself, and, and as the years went on, and more and more kids entered homeschooling, and more and more kids came into the picture, because I still was having babies, um, it still, I mean, by the time Ethan was you know, in fourth grade and he's 10 years old. Now I'm having my fifth child. So wow. I've got a toddler and I've got a, a yeah. nursing newborn and I've got three little kids in elementary school. I'm telling you, like at that point, at least I was used to being confronted with my flaws, but I had to lean hard into the word yeah. because I realized, you know, it's, I think that what was happening is just that I had not seen those things about myself before. It wasn't that I was falling away from God or I was, not as good of a person as I thought. I just had not had the pressure on right. me before. The tension will bring it out. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. There yeah. was there was nothing to um, expose that within my life, and suddenly there was. Mm-hmm. And so that was me. That was one person. But in 2020, we had an entire world, not just a nation, yeah. but a world that was confronted with character flaws, right? Yes. Suddenly, everyone's in one small space together. We're quarantined. We're not going out places. Um, Parents are trying to teach their kids at home. Everything is new. There are learning curves with some of the technology that needed to be implemented to do all of that. And um, it became very, very stressful. Stressful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very stressful. And a lot of people were frustrated either at themselves, Mm -hmm. at their kids, Uh or at their spouses. Or their situation. Just the situation in Mm -hmm. general. And then you add fear to that. Yes. Because a lot of people were afraid and you add, you know, the... The daily, daily pressures of work. Well, in loss of job, even. Loss of like, you were lucky if you had the income, pressures of work, right? Yeah, loss of <laughs> friends and family. I mean, there's so many dynamics of, right. of pressure there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, there was nowhere to hide at mm-hmm. that point. And a whole nation, a whole world was experiencing this. There's nowhere to hide anymore. Right. Like, this is who I am. This is what we're going through. And, right. and um, so, really, when we look at this, you know, we have to think about this. Like God knows where we are. He knows who we are and he knows how we are. Mm-hmm. Right. And it reminds me um, of the story of the woman at the well. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Jesus meets her. He's a Jew and she's a Samaritan woman. And certainly the whole town knew what kind of a woman she was. That was not hidden from them, but she had right. every reason. She was an to, outsider. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she, had, which is probably why she was showing up in the middle of the day to get water, right. you know, in the heat of the day, whereas the other women might come earlier in the day. And yet she had every reason to think that who she was and how she was was hidden from Jesus. At mm. least he was a stranger, right? Yeah. He wouldn't necessarily how have known about How would he know? Yeah. Exactly. And yet... He meets her and starts a conversation, and you can see him kind of leading the conversation. He asks her for a drink. Well, why are you asking me for a drink? You're a Jew. You don't some right. associate with Samaritans. And, right. and he leads her a little further, like, well, you, you would have asked me if you knew who I was. Like, you would ask me, you know, for what me for water, right? right? And he tells her that, and he says, I would give you living water. And so it goes further. And so she keeps asking questions. And then he says, go call your husband, right? Go call your husband and come back here, mm-hmm. right? And so she says, well, I don't have a husband. She doesn't admit anything at this right. point. Just, I don't have a husband. Right. And he says, you have correctly said I don't have a husband, for you've had five husbands. And the man mm. you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Correct. Now, he didn't and come out with condemnation, yeah. but she's probably like, 
Oh, (laughs) he knows something that I, you know, I would have never thought. And so her response is, sir, I see that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, yet you do say the place to worship is in Jerusalem. You notice how she deviates from her life story to to him. And she's actually asking questions, not in an accusation, oh, you Jews this, but she's seeking something, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Jesus knew what she needed to hear to ask him questions. Right. And he reached her in a way that was not condemning. Mm -hmm. He knew everything about her. But he reached her in a way that she would feel comfortable asking those questions and open up to him. And um, the cool thing about this is that, you know, John tells us that she goes, this is in John 4. And after this, the woman goes to her own village. She goes back to her village in Samaria and the Lord uses her. He gives her purpose. So she doesn't look at this like, oh gosh, I'm too sinful to tell anybody about it. She actually uses her sinfulness to go, guys. There's a guy over here at the well, and he told me everything I've ever done. Right. Now, the crowd is probably like, whoa, that's like a lot of stuff that she's done. Like, who is this person? <laughs> but the cool thing is people believe because mm-hmm. of her testimony. And then Jesus stays. They invite him, and he stays two more days. And it, so it's a blessing to their community right? because he's teaching them. And then they even tell the woman, wow, we're not just believing now because you told us, but because we've heard him as well. Yeah. And they come to a faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's such a wonderful story of redemption and of purpose to see what God does with this woman, sinful though she is. Mm-hmm. He's not condemning her. Right. He's not denying what she's done, but he is um, reaching her in the way that she needs to be reached right where she is. Right. And he reaches her in the aspect of what is hidden and brings that to light right. through grace. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's what this podcast is about if you look at john 8 1 through 10 is when another woman who is caught in adultery oh yeah um and the the men in that community um bring the woman to jesus knowing fully well that the law says we need to stone her to Mm -hmm. death right and um so they try to trap jesus by saying okay here she is, and we got our stones ready. And what does Jesus do? He doesn't condemn her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't react or make more chaos. And he doesn't acting. say it's okay. No, but he, he just doesn't. He doesn't. Condemn. He doesn't do anything that will cause her shame, more shame. Right. And it doesn't cause anything but the the hidden sin to be uncovered in those that accuses her right and he goes down into the dirt and starts writing in the dirt and they were like well what's wrong with you why aren't you giving they wanted answers yeah they they're like what do we do what do we do and Mm -hmm. and he's like hold on a minute patience and he draws in the sand and then he he gets up and he's like First one of you, without sin, can throw this stone. Mm-hmm. And that's it. He doesn't, you know, name names. He doesn't accuse. He doesn't. He goes out. back to drawing. He goes sand. back into the <laughs> sand, and they're like, "What just happened? Mm-hmm. You know what? What is this?" And slowly but surely, from the oldest to the youngest, they start the revelation that which is hidden comes forward mm-hmm. in clarity of their own sin, and they start leaving. Yep. 
And he goes back to the sand again until the last guy is gone. He comes up, addresses the woman, said, you know, you have sinned. Go. You are forgiven. Go and sin no no more. more. Right. You know, and he did that slowly and he did that patiently. And he did that with the utmost grace. Mm -hmm. Loving her through her brokenness. Loving her through that which was hidden, her sin. Bringing it forth. And through that, I don't know because the story doesn't say, but I can imagine her whole community got saved. All the communities. Oh, we'd love to imagine that, right? (laughs) I wish I were there. That would be great. But the point is that God, just like in this this story, Jesus didn't go and hide in a cave. Say, Mm -hmm. oh, don't don't talk to me. Let me, I'm going to leave. I'm going to time out myself, you know, or or Mm -hmm. whatever, which is what I, I, I have the tendency of doing. When I know I'm getting angry and I know I'm, I'm going to sin, mm-hmm. I remove myself. Right. Well, it's not just that. Like, So if I knew the sin of all these people who brought this woman forward, maybe one of my first retorts would be like, wait, you caught her in the act? Where's the guy? You know oh, what I mean? Well, yeah. Like I would have been, well, but I would have been. in that culture. <laughs> no, but you know, I would have been angry at their own, you know, brazenness to bring her forward mm-hmm. like that. And like knowing their own faults because he knew everyone's faults, right? Mm-hmm. I think I would have, you know, wanted to call people out because I would have been upset. Like, how dare you accuse her? You know exactly the kinds of things you have done. You or you know you're guilty of this yourself. Uh, how I could gonna, you? Yeah, you know. And so, um, but he didn't. He didn't call them out either. He mm-hmm. very. I mean, we don't know what he wrote in the sand. Right. I wish. I, oh, I think everyone wishes. I have a question. I'm going to ask him when exactly. I get there. What, what, was it, what was it that he wrote in that? And sand? he might say, you know what? That's between me and the people who right. saw it because it. Could, who knows? It could have yeah. been their own sense, you yeah. know, or little key words that would have indicated what those sins were that they would have recognized, and maybe nobody else would have recognized yeah. it. But, but the it's speculation, mm-hmm. right? Um, the point, the one thing we do know is that. He wasn't calling anyone out at that point. The application for this week is is really um, quite simple in the sense that you just need to ask when you feel God is far away, when you feel God's not with you, when you feel, you know, you're, you're asking yourself, where are you, God, in this storm? Where are you in this situation? Like with 2020, we all asked, how can God allow this? Doesn't he know? Doesn't he see? Where is he? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he stop this? You know, or all these things. And and we're going into that storm, into that tornado. And we, we need to stop in the midst of that and say, why are we hiding? I mean, when we were in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, and we had the fall. You can find that in Genesis 3, 9 through 11. God said, in, in the word it says, but the Lord called to Adam. And said to him, where are you? And Adam said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I got afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. Mm -hmm. When we're hidden and when we hide, it's usually because we've done something wrong. It's usually when we know we haven't been obedient in our walk. It's usually something that's hurting us, something Mm -hmm. that is painful for one reason or another we feel god is far away Mm -hmm. and we say to ourselves where are you god when really you are there why am i hiding from you and god will reveal to you if you just ask the lord lord 
Why am I feeling you so distant? Why do I feel like I'm alone? Why do I feel like you don't care about me? Remember always he's on his throne. He hasn't moved. Mm -hmm. Who's moved? It hasn't been God. He is always going to be for us, not against us. He knows already. Just like Jesus in the story of the with the woman at the well. Just like Jesus when... Um, when this woman was caught in adultery. Caught, caught in right. adultery. Every single thing in human history from the beginning of time in Genesis 1-1 all the way to the end of time. Revelations 1-8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty Father forever and ever. He knows it all from beginning to end. There's not a secret. There's not a an unloving moment. For he is a God of love, a God of forgiveness, a patient God, a God who wants to be close to us. So my, my the application in this would be remember that he is a loving father. And no matter how much we do, he will always forgive us. Sure. Because he wants to be close to us. Absolutely. And... And so the challenge would be, um, you know, what I had to do, basically, when I was going through that facing my flaws, you know, we're always facing our flaws, but that really intense time for me when I began homeschooling for the first time, um, and as we added the kids to the family, um, I just, I really dug into Bible studies. Mm -hmm. um, not only was it a great way to have fellowship with other believers and encouragement, especially, I found a mentor, um, somebody who would... Um, walk with me alongside me pray with me pray for me and mm -hmm. that kind of thing but also we just got into the word together right really that was it was my sanity sometimes to be in God's word and reminded of truth and reminded of you know how much he loved me no matter how much I failed right. <laughs> no matter how many things I did that were you know just that left me feeling inadequate um, God was always there for me and so my challenge is for you to get into the word of God, to meditate yes. on it, to say, God, you know, let me see what you have here for me. Help me, you know, to grow in the fruits of the spirit. Help me to see what my purpose is that you have for me. Because there is, there was purpose when he called me to homeschooling. I didn't know why. Right. Um, and I am sure in everything that we do, none of us knows exactly why we've been called to yeah. what we've been called to. There is more behind the scenes that he knows that we'll just never know. But you know, get get down on your knees, find yourself that quiet place without distractions and just talk to God and let him speak into your life in comfort and reassure you. Yeah, I, I also, I totally uh, piggyback on your, your challenge in that you should always seek God and ask him to reveal him, his love to you, mm -hmm. to help others in their, in their brokenness, in their flaws and help the hidden come to light so that I can live for you and be the light that shines in this dark world. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you so much for coming to listen to this podcast today. And, uh, you know, I just pray that it is blessing you as it is blessing us coming together and just doing this with Jennifer is such such a blast, but also is it's just a, a way in which we grow also as children of God closer to him. Mm -hmm. I just pray that you have a blessed week this week. If you have any questions, go to the website, AnnabelleArden.com. And, um, you know, just know that God is there for you. Nothing is hidden if you just ask him to reveal it in your life. 
He will show you mercy and grace. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye for now. Until next week. Bye. Have a great week. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired, encouraged, or strengthened. And if you'd like to know more about the Annabelle Ardent Ministry, you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast, AnnabelleArdent.com. There you can find more information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events, any new uh, merchandise that you can um, you can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, for now, I just want to thank you again for being with me. Um, hit the like button if you uh, like this podcast. And uh, may God love just bless you and, and embrace you this week as you encounter him on a personal and closer level. I hope that you will see God's love in the little things. And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.